Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Monday to you. Beautiful day out there. Rachel's back from Japan. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back. I knew something was different. Yeah. (laughs) How was it? It was awesome. It was an amazing trip, but I'm very glad to be back. I'm like emotional right now. I've never been away from the show for this long, so it feels really good to be back in the studio. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. Our sister's gone for a whole month. (laughs) I was gone for nine days. It felt a like a long time. Didn't it feel like a month? <laughs> you, really, you really keep track of rates there, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It felt like a month. You're, you're very close with your coworkers. That's right. I care about everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy's always gone on she's, vacation. She's gone oh a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've yeah. never gone. What? You were just in, like, Banff. Every time that she... was a year and a half ago. You were just in <laughs> Colorado. Also, Indianapolis I've, I've in Colorado. This. Every time she goes away for more than a few days, she comes back engaged. Every <laughs> single time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yep. It's a pattern. Yeah. Uh, so give us the highlights. <clears throat> oh, the highlights. It was just, Japan is just very, very nice all around. That's the way I keep describing it. It's just incredibly nice. Low if you, crime. Low crime. There's no trash anywhere. If you like rules and order and everyone kind of like just following the societal uh, expectations, like that is what Japan is like. And it was very calming to me to be in an environment like that. It was just really nice to know like, okay, it's time to get on the train. Everyone's going to act a certain way, which Mm -hmm. is the best way to act to make it onto this train and make it, you know, as smooth of a process as possible. Because if you don't, if you are like the cog in the machine, like you're messing other people up. So there's just like this big sense of community as far as like, this is how we need to behave in order for all of this to run smoothly. And I really, really liked that. And so you, it's what about concept. the trash can thing? Because I, I just know. think that's, that's mind boggling. magic no, trash. Yeah. It, it, it is really crazy. There's no litter or, I mean, there's some litter and you really notice it whenever there's like a cigarette butt or something on the ground. It's like, oh my gosh, a there's cigarette litter, butt. There's you litter here. That. But, but that's how rare it is because there's just so little trash everywhere. But then there's also no trash cans. So everyone has a bag. Like even the guys, there were a lot of men just carrying like what I would consider to be like a straight up purse, but it wasn't weird. It was just like, culturally like mm-hmm. everyone just has a bag and if you have trash you keep it in there so you can get home or to the office or whatever and then you sort your trash by like recycling it's very very intense with the trash but wow. but it was nice uh at the same time it made you like think more there's vending machines everywhere too which is really cool like you can get like a coke or you could even get like a hot coffee out of a vending machine pretty much anywhere you go but it makes you think about it because it's like well do i really want to carry this around because when it's done i can't just toss it in a, in a trash can so I didn't know that. Could you imagine that here? No, no. trash cans. Like, everybody, you're on your no. own. Hey, be clean. Take care of yourself. That would be violating our freedoms if <laughs> we People would be like, trash throwing trash just on principle. <laughs> My freedom to throw it! The 11th Amendment is throwing trash anywhere. We fought a war so, so we could throw our trash anywhere. Very strict on guns, right? Uh, that I don't know. I mean, I didn't notice anyone, like, open carrying or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're very strict. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a huge crime to illegally possess a gun there. Like, way more so, as I understand it, than it is here. Hmm. Well, yeah, according to... 
according to their website, like the government website, nobody, nobody in Japan can purchase a handgun or rifle unless you're in the police or the military. Oh, interesting. I will say, I fe- and I'm not saying this is like, because I knew there were no guns around, but I'm just saying like, I felt very safe mm-hmm. everywhere. There's so, especially in Tokyo, there's so many people that we've talked about this with downtown St. Louis, Dave, is sometimes like we'll be out walking and we're the only like normies. <laughs> like everyone else is like, uh, it seems like they don't Sketch. have a home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sketchy. But like when you're just surrounded by so many people, like you just don't feel out of place. You just feel like if something bad happens, yeah. like a bunch of people are going to run up and try to help you. So it was really nice. The way you said that earlier, that in order for this to work, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's such an incredible idea that I think about trying to apply that to us. And we just, we, we would have 60% of the population that's like, no, I'm not doing that because I don't have to. I don't want to. This is what I want. I'm going to do what I want. And what I want trumps what everybody else wants. It's just, it, it's wild to me how different people are and people are willing to, to they're willing to have a sense of community that we just don't have it. Yeah, we don't. No, ha- we don't have it here. One. Of, and this is very ignorant talk right now because I, I have not studied all the different types of government. But I've always thought that what doesn't work with socialism is that hey, look, we're all going to pitch in, we're all going to share. Well, it's like when a buddy moves. There are people who grab the couch, and then there's always the guy who grabs a lamp. <laughs> yeah. And the couch people will end up paying for the lamp people. Right. So my analogy to that would be, in America, we have such freedoms. But I think that also comes with, now we're going to assume that you're going to do the right thing here. You'll pick up your trash, you'll do this, you'll do that. But we're not going to force anything. And I think we've kind of failed at that. And I think it's a lot like the same way that there are just lamp people all over the world. And we have a lot of them here. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Do, do you think, and, and your experience, Rachel, in seeing it too, do you think it's because they have so many people and so little space? Because there are 125 million people in Japan. I mean, there's only 330 million in the U.S. And the U.S. has got to be 50 times larger than mm-hmm. Japan. Because Japan is really small, geographically speaking. Do you think it's just the necessity is the mother of invention? Like, hey, the only way this works at all for anyone is if everybody does it, as opposed to here where that doesn't really matter. Well, two, I mean, Rachel's got back from there, so she can speak much more authoritatively than I can. But Japan is very, very old. It's a very old <laughs> Good culture. Good point. Yeah. We're Good still point. kind of a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So. They, they do a really great job with celebrating their culture mm-hmm. and, uh, so I went to Japan with my boyfriend uh, and he was actually just saying like last night we were talking about it and he was like, they're so good at celebrating like every little holiday and every little achievement. And there's such a sense of us and like, because the dates can kind of feel the same, especially I would think if you live in Tokyo, it's this like concrete jungle. It can get old. I'm sure just like taking the train, going to work, working really long hours, working really hard. Um, but they, they take the time to celebrate the little things and that like brings them together as a community. So I really appreciated that. Now I still love America. Like I love being here. I was looking forward to getting home, but it, it was a really amazing experience. And, um, I also think that Kevin is right. And a lot of times it is kind of just necessity of like, there's so many people around. I can't be the one messing it up for everyone else because yeah. everyone else is going to turn on you and be like, what are you doing? You're yeah. messing this up. We have such a nice thing here. Why are you messing so, up our nice thing? If you can, would you say that the highlight, and I know this is Sophie's choice, but would it be the bullet train or Mr. Donut? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Donut was so incredible. So Mr. Donut is like the most 
popular donut coffee chain in Japan, which is such a amazing <laughs> fun See, fact I for the DGS. There. You're talking about like if I moved there, could I support myself? I could walk in and go, uh, Mr. Donut Veteran. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just love that. Like, you need a middle-aged white guy to <laughs> It just make couldn't some be any more perfect that that there's one Mr. Donut left in North America, and it's in Alton. Yeah. Oh. And then mm-hmm. Dave, that was Dave's first job was Mr. Donut. And then Career. you go over to Japan, and it's like on every corner, <laughs> corner there's a Mr. Donut. It was yeah. just crazy. Um, I hate to do this. I don't want to be a one-upper. But uh, while she was in Japan this weekend, I went to KU and stayed at the Days Inn. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wait for it. By Wyndham. Uh, that's oh. the part that got me. Is wow. well, I get purchased, huh? It uh, so it, my generation has ruined the college experience because we have coddled and babied our kids to such a degree. When we went to college, uh, like Maureen was saying, she's like, I don't think my dad ever came to my college, and I'm like, no. She's like, I really don't think so, but, which was not rare back when we went to college. With our kids going to college, we're all like. Bleh. You know, raw chalk. And so the crappiest hotels in college towns, this place charged me 175 bucks a night. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Good and luck. It was a hole. Yeah. And but, but I swear to God, like, by Wyndham got me. I'm like, oh. Well, it's by Wyndham. Well, it's by Wyndham. Mm-hmm. So Gotta this, be good. Yeah. This must be a completely different thing. It's like, I guess Wyndham brings the bed bugs in. Yeah. So. Oh, Dude, I was I mean, it was in by Wyndham, like, next to it. <laughs> right. Down the street. <laughs> yeah, there were. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Wyndham. <laughs> Where's the Wyndham? <laughs> there were. There were. A ton of times when we went, when I went down to Tuscaloosa to visit or to yeah. pick up the kid or whatever, I would stay in Tupelo. Yeah. It's an hour away, but it's the only place you're not going to pe- spend $300 a night. Alvin Reed, who's a KU guy, uh, stays in Overland Park. Yeah. we uh, But it was, it was great. So it was Dad's weekend for her sorority. Never saw anything. <laughs> we didn't go to one single thing. Really? Nope. Uh, but Nick and I had fun. We went to a KU basketball How game. How was that? It was it's gotta really be amazing. Cool. Really? Well, it was my first college basketball game. Oh, oh really? wow. So I have nothing, Dude, that's a hell of a first right there. I have nothing to compare it to, yeah. And, um, and then the next day, uh, all three of us went to the football game, and, which was awesome. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else am I going to tell you guys? Mm-hmm. Did they have a Mr. Donut? They did boy, boy <laughs> howdy, I wish North they, America. I wish they had. <laughs> I really wish they had. You know what? I've never been to a Mr. Donut. You should go to the one in Kyoto. <laughs> Google it near me and Alton. <laughs> you, got, you got Alton, Kyoto, within 50 miles. There's no Mr. Donut. It's funny. I asked Nick, I'm like, how many hotels have we stayed in together? We, you know, it's always me and Nick and uh, <laughs> poor guy. So I like it really cold when I sleep. So as soon as we got there, I turned on the air conditioner, gave him the bed next to it, which is a mistake. <laughs> and uh, and it was frigid in there. And I, we went before when we came back from the football game. We're like, oh, I'm going to get an extra blanket. And Nick thought I was getting it for him. And when we got back upstairs, I threw it on my bed. He's like, what a I, I love that you say I get really cold when I sleep, so I turned on the air no, conditioner. No, I like it really cold. Oh, okay, I like okay, it okay. really but cold. But you also want an extra blanket. Yes. I have to have the weight. Oh, mm. I get you. I get you. Yeah. You, you want okay. your face to be cold, but nothing else. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I mean, I like sleeping in the colder, but not as cold as you. Oh, you know what? I know what I was going to tell you. So I've taken tons of Ubers. By the way, when I logged on to Uber, it said, you just hit 300 rides. And I'm like, oh, oh what? How can that be? I don't know. 
You've been riding for using my Uber. I know. (laughs) It's like rarely. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, we were staying at uh, Days Inn by Wyndham, and we're probably (laughs) literally less than two miles, maybe even a mile. But you know, it's you don't want to walk. So it's six o'clock. Game's at seven. I look at my Uber, and it's eight dollars. And Nick's like, "Eh, I don't want to get there that early. Let's wait a few minutes. 20 after, it was $28. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh no. Back, it was $5. <laughs> that's, I mean, I get supply and demand, but that's yeah. kind of taking it a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just makes you feel stupid. He didn't want to get the... I always think, like, getting there, if it, I'm going to a this, game, is like getting there, like, 45 minutes before and just get settled. Here's what I realized settled. halfway through the game, though. Nick's a Mizzou guy. Okay. So it's kind of like going to your ex-wife's I wedding. I get you, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, ah, you know, I'm having fun and everything, but... <laughs> My uh, <laughs> he doesn't like my Kansas. loyalties are <laughs> strained. Yeah. You wear black and yellow just to <laughs> just to troll him. It was cool though. We played Manhattan College, yeah. so I think I probably could have played for mm-hmm. Kansas. They'd have still won by eighty points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never heard of Manhattan yeah. College. Oh, they've been in the tournament a couple times. Have they? they have. It appears yeah. to be a middle-aged they, man. They're in a tiny guard. little conference, obviously. Out I'm east. assuming it's Manhattan, Kansas, right? Oh, maybe. I don't know. There is a Manhattan in Manhattan, actually. That's been in the tournament. New York. Yeah. Oh, it was in New York? Okay. Yeah. And I think they've been been in at some point. Manhattan College. Because Manhattan is where K-State is. Yep. Oh, it's in the Bronx. Hmm. They travel? Oh, these teams all do because they get paid. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, sure. I'm I'm sure they got paid a bunch. Welcome back, guys. 123 DGS. Uh, We are officially kicking off the Operation Food Search Hardy's campaign that we've done now for we're trying to figure it out. We think it's about eight years. Rachel, have we done it every year you've been on the show? No, I think we were still doing toys my first year on the okay. show. So six, seven. So then. six or seven. Okay. Yeah. And uh, during that, that's even more impressive because during that time, you guys have raised over $500,000, which is amazing. I'm not going to retire till we hit a million, uh, which would be $10 million because Operation Food Search is so good at what they do. They turn every dollar into 10. Uh, our favorite is the book pack, book back. <laughs> Someone say <laughs> backpack. it for me. Backpack, backpack, backpack program. Program. Thank you. Uh, where kids who uh, will, they usually get free lunches at school uh, if they qualify for the, the, the backpack program. But if they go home on the weekend, they don't have food. Just a fact. And so $250 will buy a kid uh, the backpack for the entire year, which is about the best use of $250 I can think of. And it's not just the kid, but it's uh, if they have a sibling or five siblings, they put enough food in for uh, the entire family, which is amazing. So $250 is going to pay for one child to have food for the entire school year. I think we, uh, the DGS subsidizes about three whole schools per year. Wow. Which, yeah, right? Wow. Uh, so all you have to do is go to Hardee's between now and December 15th. You can either give a dollar, minimum, you can give more than that, obviously, to get the new DGS sticker, which we'll have in-house tomorrow. We'll be able to show you. Hardee's have them now. Or they're doing the Roundup, which I'm a big fan of. And at 2 o'clock, we'll officially kick it off with uh, some of our friends from Hardee's. And there you go. So that's cool. Yeah. That's a real, like, just holiday tradition now it means yeah. the holidays are are here for sure i think i can't i i we're talking about thanksgiving like the family right and i'm like well we've got some time <laughs> <laughs> nope it's nope. not next, that week. Time next week. week yep yep it's crazy mm-hmm. yep that one got me 
That I just can't believe it's, it's sneaky. next week. It is sneaky. You know why? Because it was hot last week. 84. I think you're right. I just yeah. think this whole, like, it's sunny and 65, 70 every day just doesn't That's feel it. like it. It should be sad and cold and dark I and agree. rainy. That's November. That's, That's what I holidays. want. Right. That's what I want. You need some cold oh. November <gasps> rain. What'd you guys do? I, I accidentally <laughs> hit okay? the volume knock? on her headphones. She just blew her ears out. <laughs> <laughs> Amy can't hear. Chris so now we can say whatever face. we want. <laughs> <laughs> I almost killed Amy. That might be the most uh, violent thing you've ever done. Amy jumped out of the chair. Like, ah! Sorry about that. She still can't talk. Well, it's right here, and I just... I thought it was way worse than that. I thought he hit her in the face. (laughs) You okay? Can you hear us? Well, I thought that he popped was like her in the an nose. out of body experience. If like death were actually like just very violent. That's what it's like to be Kevin. Yeah, oh, that's normal. I still, I'm not lying. I hear a weird ringing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not supposed to happen. Oh. Speaking of Hardee's, we had uh, Hardee's came in today about 11 a.m. and brought a whole bunch of food, and uh, I recorded a little video that we'll play on social media and the guys are in there with me and I mean they're a client they're our friends but Hardy's is a client and they just came in it's still very like handshakes and hugs and blah 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 and Andrew's kind of running things you know he's the producer and he says something to them as I'm getting ready to film and his mouth is full of food and I'm like are you chewing? Snatched a piece of bacon (sighs) candied bacon it was good (laughs) It's pretty good. None of us would make it in the outside world. <laughs> I had to taste it. Uh, yeah. I had to make sure. I had to make sure that we weren't lying when we no. talked about how awesome and delicious it was. Yeah. If you ever threaten <laughs> to our leave show the taster. show and go somewhere else, I'll be like, "Yeah, see you later. Yeah. I'll see you in three weeks." Also, <laughs> I don't like it when he shaves his face. You always say that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it when you don't too, wear glasses. Too. <laughs> I know he doesn't like that. Yeah, it really bothers me. <laughs> Just too much face. It's way too much face. It's a lot of face. Mm. You're right. Not that I was self-conscious about it or anything. Thank you, Chris. I don't think that it's too much face. I think it's we're just used to seeing you with a beard. I think he just feels unfamiliar, like when your dad shaves or something. I don't understand why you do it, though. I I don't like having a beard. It just keeps growing. (laughs) (laughs) We should should put together a book of quotes (laughs) by Andrew. Is this a moral winning we should make it a they coffee table book. Uh, compared to when both of you ladies were gone, yes, it is. A- <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we did one segment while you're gone. I walked back, and Steve Moore's head is just in his hands. <laughs> it was, a, I, it was I said, a frat house I said, for a few days. There's my next Murrow. He goes, yeah, Jeff Murrow. <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in, and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry and you could win a chance to fly off to london with three friends and see taylor i can't wait to see you at the eras tour in london for more go to odyssey.com slash taylor tay in the uk it's on the odyssey app thanks to republic records this is a national contest Rach is back from japan i'm back from the days in by wyndham uh, <laughs> you know, six one after the yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> probably just as clean as Japan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> say probably days in by Wyndham is the Japan of Lawrence, Kansas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> um, 
So we're just talking on the break. Kev was saying that uh, Harlan Crow, the billionaire who now famously, infamously was providing trips and, you know, no reason to pay me back $250,000 loans for RVs and things like that to Clarence Thomas. And over the weekend, just yesterday, in fact, uh, my most recent uh, episode of The Unexplained with Bill Shatner was about the JFK assassination. Oh. And then I turned it off and I turned on the television and CNN was doing a two-hour special on the JFK assassination. So you can kind of ask me anything. But it was really fascinating that that was where most people mark when America really changed. And it was primarily when Americans started really doubting the government. Mm-hmm. Before that... Government said something, you pretty much didn't even question it. And when the Warren Commission came out, and, and again, I'm just fresh off of this. I'm sorry if I get if I nerd out or get in the weeds. But uh, but Johnson, the president, said, we've got to give the people an answer, give it to them quick, and we need the most respected people to do it. So he got Chief Justice Warren and uh, his absolute arch enemy, a Democrat who, uh, or maybe a Republican who hated him, uh, but they they both served and all these guys and they put out the, the report. And then for the first time ever in mass, people started questioning it. And then you get the whole magic bullet theory, which the, we just reported a couple weeks ago that a Secret Service agent who was in the limo has just come out and said, I, I found that magic bullet in the cushion of the seat. Uh, as Jackie was getting out of the car, I put it in my pocket. I walked in next to the stretcher that JFK was on. I took it out of my pocket. I put it on the stretcher. I didn't know what to do. And all this time, I've been keeping that secret. So all those conspiracies were, were based on bull crap. And Jim Garrison, the JFK Oliver Stone movie, uh, was also based on bull crap. The guy was just a shyster and just absolute kind of a mm-hmm. just a bad guy movies entertaining still the movies entertaining yeah, that's but, good. but this guy they prove a million ways how it was all completely made up in his head and i say all this to say that while i don't know who killed jfk it certainly looks like the bulk of the warren report was correct you know they they ran it down and it looks like oswald yep he shot three times hit him twice killed him had his reasons there you go moving on because i didn't know this that he had tried to assassinate a general Two weeks before that, like admittedly, wow. admitted to his wife, like I'm planning it, went to the guy's house, set up, took a shot at him, went through his window, missed his head by an inch. Um, and so he, he definitely, it looks like he definitely did it. But my point is that, and, and they show all this great footage, Johnny Carson, Merv Griffin, having all these people on. Uh, saying like, no, your government's lying to you, and it was the CIA, or it was the Soviets, or it was this, or it was that. And then it really started to turn. And now, fast forward all these years, the 60th uh, anniversary will be November 22nd of this year, which I hadn't put together until I was watching that. But I find that so fascinating, just a moment in time. I mean, obviously a huge moment, a big, tragic moment for the country. But then what followed over the next few years really led us to where we are now. So here's where I get confused on that. Where does Jack Ruby come into play? Because it seems like if there wasn't any kind of like massive conspiracy behind it, according to why this, is he jumping out and assassinating Oswald a, a, on the walk? To according the- to this, Jack Ruby was. We all know Jack Ruby's just not a couple tacos shy of a combo plate, mm-hmm. and he thought he would be a huge uh, hero, the same way that John Wilkes Booth thought that he would be a huge hero, and Jack Ruby really thought, well. 
And he was. I mean, they interviewed a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, he's thank God for Jack Ruby and give him a Congressional Medal of Honor and so forth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are now in 2023. And we don't we don't believe anything that comes out, not only about government, but about each other and about the news. And yeah. well, it's only getting harder, too, because it's so easy to fake things. Yeah. And people don't have the quote unquote time to read anything longer than a tweet. Like there was some, I forget what the story was. It might've been the Michigan football story this weekend. And somebody posted a screenshot of like, it's just two screenshots of text. Right. And all the comments were not reading that. <laughs> Who's reading that? It's too long. I don't need to read a whole book. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit in a tweet, I don't want to read it. Right. Like we combine all of these things and you're like, of course, nobody believes anything. Well, in history, a lot of it, so much of it is complicated and it's ugly and it requires context and layers and understanding. And yet we have generations now of people who will get their news exclusively from TikTok and what somebody in a little chopped up video can explain as if as if everything can be reduced to 30 seconds or 25 seconds, which is just absolutely cannot. But then they take those videos, they take them as uh, almost biblical truth that this is how the situation is. I understand it. And then they move forward and take action from that. Nobody's going to go back and read a book. Nobody's going to go back and read a hundred books on the issue. And there's something that's very appealing for certain types of people to conspiracy stuff. Because let, let's just take JFK, for example. Sometimes history is just really random and stupid. You like it is, it. That's what it they is said. totally possible that this one lunatic decided he was going to kill the president and pulled it off. Yeah, but Raj, we can't, you just nailed it. That's exactly we, we what they said. We can't compartment. We can't think of it that like, no, there's no way yeah. you can kill this powerful figure. Does this one yeah, guy with a rifle? Life can't be so tenuous yeah. that one guy who was never right. They go back through Oswald's history, and, and as you might expect, you know, from childhood he was flagged as not quite right and trouble and so forth. But people just couldn't accept that life is so random and tenuous that some guy can buy a $13 rifle, that's what it was, mm. and kill the leader of the free yeah. world. He mail-ordered it, right? Yeah, change history. Yeah. I, I do think some of it, too, though, is that a lot of those other types of things were going on before that. They right. just weren't known. MK Ultra, right? So, like as an example, um, uh, was it was it Operation Northwoods? Was that the one where the Joint Chiefs presented JFK with the option of blowing up an airliner to make it look like the Cubans did it as a way of justifying an, an invasion? Like that actually happened. That is in you know in 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 what he called declassified documents. It was actually presented to him, yeah. and obviously he said no. But like because that stuff also happened your mind starts to go, well, geez, if they would do that, if you had people that high up in the military in that time willing to blow up a passenger jet or even fake it to justify an invasion of a communist country, what else wouldn't they do? The, the, the bad part is that bad people use conspiracy theories to hide behind. I mean, look at the whole, very effectively. Look at the whole QAnon thing. And it's just a rehash of all of these old conspiracies, but set to a modern tone to get people to push back against legitimacy, right? Well, I mean, it, it, and it, but it works because it's easier to understand or come to terms with a reality 
if you th- if you think there's something greater and sinister behind it, yeah, yeah. instead of like I just said a, earlier, just being just, a it's just the way things are. Let me, let me yeah. change the conversation a little bit. Uh, over the weekend, I'm sure if you guys were watching cable news, you saw the images of the hospital at Gaza. Hey, we ran out of fuel. Here's a picture of two dozen babies that were in incubators. Now they're not, and they're going to die within a couple hours. And we've 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 had this discussion before, but. I would submit to you, and and I don't. I'm one of these people that I don't. I own guns. And I consider myself a Second Amendment person, but I don't have any sacred cows. I'm not gonna, you know, die on the hill. No pun intended for AR-15s. I don't care. Uh, but I also don't think that if you reinstated the assault weapons ban, it would stop mass shootings. Cut them down, perhaps. But it's not going to stop it. But um, if they showed the images of Sandy Hook, I think it would be really, really tough for the Mm pro-gun, you know, pry it from my cold, dead fingers, to get up in Congress and make these arguments. Why do you think it is? And I understand. You're talking about dead kids whose bodies are exploded and Mm -hmm. they don't have a face and things like that. The Evalde video, yeah. But we protect ourselves with that, with the war in Israel, with all these things, at the expense, perhaps, of truth and doing the right thing. I think with the school shootings here, because they are here and this is local, which, you know, war is far away, we distance ourselves from them. But with the Uvalde images, to me, we don't have those out in the public because of out of respect for the family and the kids yeah. um, and that what could happen now. And you're just re-victimizing them over and over and well, over Some again. of the family said, though, they wanted it. Well, and I, Ranj and I talked about this. I think every single lawmaker, policymaker, mayor, Should have to watch. governor, congressperson yep. has to watch it. Has to. I, I, Does it hold any power, though, if the rest of us haven't seen it? By doing, like, they can just... It's going to make it harder, you would think, if you're human at all. If you have any ounce of humanity left in you, I would hope that it would make it harder yeah. for to give and the speeches that you're giving. That all kind of worked in Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. It was the videos. The it was I the images of the war, but also the video of the caskets coming home. I think it's also working with the war in, in Gaza now. Yeah. Um, because, you know, many people made the point, including on this show, that what Israel is doing in Gaza is not much different than what we did in Mosul and many other regions during during that war. But it wasn't broadcast in real time. And we're watching this in real time. And certainly there are people who have been pro-Palestine or anti-Israel. But a lot of people who really weren't engaged are seeing that and going, whoa, whoa, what's hey, wait a second. Looks like you're just, you're just kind of doing what Russia did to to Ukraine. If we weren't seeing those images every day, all day, I don't think we're having all of this going on. You're right. I think you're right. For better or for worse. Visual, the visual reality of something is is going to change your view of it. Like when I mean, again, it's, it's a terribly light example, but when uh, the whole the video came out of Ray Rice, right? Yeah. The NFL suspended him three games, and then the video comes out, and everybody sees. Oh my God! That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He punched her in the face, like for Which real, is, real. The difference between words, Ray Rice punched yeah. his girlfriend yeah. in the face, yeah. and seeing and it. seeing yeah. it. Well, yes. Here's this is something an example I use all the time. Obviously, I, I study the Bible, I read the Bible. I could never watch the Bible as a movie because it would be so mm. violent and there would be so many things in there, whether it's the crucifixion or there's you know sexual assault, things that happen. And people say, well, how can you read the Bible then? And, and words are different than seeing it on screen or seeing mm-hmm. it in person. Mm-hmm. And 
yes, I, there are times when the visual aspect of it is needed to change people's minds. Yeah, but but again, with kids, I don't know how you right. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you reconcile that because it, yeah, you know, we're talking about JFK and what. Jackie said in the immediate aftermath, they're on the plane and she's she's got blood all over her clothes. And they said, do you want to go change? And she said, no, I want them to see what they've done. Mm. I think that's a that's a powerful thought and it would be a powerful image, except we're talking about children. You were, can't I don't think you can't do it with kids. Say there was an image with two children. I hate even saying this. And those families all said yes we want this out that there. that would, would be different i was like uh, that would be I different. Mean, it makes me sick to even what say was the case of the young kid who was lynched and beaten Ugh. and the mom this was years and years um, ago emmett yeah. still emmett till. Emmett, till. emmett till his mom was like nope open casket open. i want yeah, them yeah, to see right. what they did yeah that's right Ugh. yeah Awful. yeah again i'm not saying let's see the dead kids i'm just saying that we really protect ourselves yeah from yeah. the truth mm. sometimes very appropriately other times i'm not so sure i mean it's the, it's funny and, and it's interesting because now we see it Right, like real time, but these things happened in World War One and World War Two and the Vietnam War and Korea and the Gulf War. They've happened in every war. This is what always happens, but seeing it changes how you, how it feels. Absolutely. One fifty three DGS on KMOX. Tomorrow morning, I will be on Fox Two with uh, my buddy Tim Izell, uh, nine AM show, doing the Operation Food Search thing. So if you want to see me move in three dimensions, I might do the robot. Nice. Oh, I've been, please I've been working do. on it. Please do. Yeah. I've been working on popping. Pop I'm going to put lock. a little lock in later. Oh, the lock is tough. Just kind of get the pop. Okay. Uh, regardless of which side of the political aisle you're on, you have to admit that over the weekend it was a real moment uh, in American history that a UFC fight, and it's all on video, and in walks former President Donald Trump with possible future Vice President Tucker Carlson. They're talking, mm-hmm. and Kid Rock, so the threesome, <laughs> and as they walk in, uh, comedian Bill Burr is sitting there with his wife, and his wife uh, adamantly flips the double bird at Trump, mm-hmm. and now it's just gone super viral. <laughs> what makes me laugh is the people that have the blank Biden banners and the let's go Brandon things are offended by somebody flipping the bird. Like, it's fine. To me, fine either way. I don't really care. You're allowed to speak about presidents and say whatever you want about them. That's fine with me. You know, the it's just funny how it's, you know, that's so classless. Yeah, but I mean, I was in Indianapolis for a tournament a couple of years ago, and I went through an entire small neighborhood right next to a grade school, right next to a junior high and a high school, and three of the houses had, I'm not kidding you, 12 by 12 foot flags with blank Biden on them right by schools. I mean, we don't have to, if, if it's classless, it's classless. To me, it's all fine. I don't care. But it's just interesting. You can't. You can't, you can't get be selectively angry, right? Would uh, Vice President Tucker Carlson move the meter either way? Woof. Woof. I think it would pick up some young people for Trump, um, but not you know. I think it would make his base amount. very happy. Yeah, oh, of course it would. Sure. I think they'd rather have him than Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that is, <laughs> that's where we are, I guess. And Ron DeSantis is one million percent wearing lifts. It shouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. It shouldn't matter. This yeah. is coming from a guy who wore hey. a wig. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't matter, but he's one hundred percent wearing lifts. I think lifts. it does matter in one way. Mm. 
that he's super insecure about something that shouldn't matter. That bothers me about his level of insecurity just, about that. What if he just said, hey, I'm short, I'll wear lifts. That would be better. That would be better. It would be way better. Did you see him on that talk show last week and the guy was pressing him about it? No. And he bought him a pair of boots. He's like, I want you to put these boots on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was putting the pressure on to like a crazy degree. That's great. If you're not, just put the boots on. I know. You know, just end this whole thing. I. Bono wears heels. He I is, know. So Prince wore them. Prince wore high heels. <laughs> yes. And it's fine if yeah. you do, but what bothers me is. And what's the, the difference between Prince and Ron DeSantis? <laughs> <laughs> Interchangeable. Honestly, the sex appeal is the exact, <laughs> exact same. same. <laughs> Wait, what if he gets the chaps? <laughs> oh. oh. Come, come on. on come on. You want to talk hey, it's about all about confidence. This one should have been pasta house, class but it's not. Chaps? It's goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> you should just leave and never come back. That's a great line.